welcome back to the Gale Controversy Podcast, everybody. I'm your host, Andrew Gonder, and today we're talking about the hair policy. And I have my friend, Jake Gillis. He's a senior. Say hi. Hello, everyone. All right, and we're just going to get right to it. So, to your best knowledge, of course, give me a quick summary of the hair policy. Um, so, to my knowledge, I know that hair cannot go down to your collar. It can't be touching the collar. I'm not sure about bangs, if it, sh- if it can be touching your eyes, but I know for sure that it can't be touching your collar. Yeah. I think, correct me if I'm wrong, but I also think the rule says it can't go below your eyebrows and touch your ears. Is that right? That might be right. I'm not sure about the ears, but the eyebrows sounds about right. Yeah. I don't, I don't know where I got that from, but anyways. So... From what you've seen, how well do you think the students abide by this policy? Um, just from what I've seen around campus, I'd say that probably lowerclassmen actually abide by this a little bit better. I see a lot of upperclassmen maybe slack on it. Yeah. I see like hair down to the collar and stuff. But um, generally speaking, from the entire school's standpoint, I would say that we abide by it pretty well. Yeah. That may not be the case as we go on, but... Yeah. So, oh no, so you brought up the lower classmen, specifically freshmen and sophomore. Do you think they abide by it more because, like, they're new and they haven't had the experience with it? Yeah, i definitely say that. I think that because they're new and this is a newer environment, they're more inclined to follow the rules. And upperclassmen, having been here longer, may think that either they know the system and that they can get away with it, or they think that they have just general experience and therefore they're entitled to it. Mm-hmm. And I think because um, since this is a new school, like freshmen and sophomores are still kind of used to their like middle school or wherever they went to, homeschool, whatever it was. And it's kind of a different transition. Yeah, and that, that impacts it too because you need to take into account what the policy was in their previous school. And if it was a stricter policy, then they're definitely more inclined to follow our policies. Mm-hmm. So now we get into the rebellious side of this podcast how often do you see other students breaking this policy um i would say that in a school day i probably see like when i notice it it's probably two or three just looking around the halls per day per week like what's the time stamp per day probably two to three per week i couldn't say me being in school only two times a week would probably be 10 max yeah so students now, like, back in the day, like, junior and sophomore year, mm-hmm. how often do you say people broke it? Um, hmm, I need to think about that. Um, I, I stand by what I said about the lower classmen still abiding by it a little bit more, but honestly, I think that it might have been a little bit less a couple of years ago. And then, do you think the, um, how do I say it, the distance learning, or not that, the hybrid model, do you think students are, like, less tempted to break the policy or more tempted? Um, I would say that they're certainly more tempted because with all this COVID stuff going around, policies being somewhat meddled with, you know, mm-hmm. people are a little bit more lax about it as well. So I think that they are more so going to go through with it because they might think that there's not as strict of policies because of all this stuff happening. Yeah. And then I find this funny for the next bullet point. You can say all this because you're a senior and it's not going to matter next year. But what are some sneaky ways that some students will break the policy but not get noticed by teachers? I don't 
because like I know if the um, handbook says that it can't be below like the eyebrows then mm-hmm. students will like adjust their hair to the side so yeah. it won't touch their eyebrows but if they keep it like straight down it'll touch yeah so. and to me I think that's a legal move I think that it's okay if they part it to the side because in that moment they're not breaking it but directly breaking it I've seen some students wear um wear jackets and things that may cover their shirt and they'll wear them in class too like flannels and stuff that might uh not draw attention to the fact that their hair could be touching their collar yeah and then for the collar portion you may not know but is it more directed toward the shirt collar or whatever collar you're wearing because like right now my jacket is a little bit yeah above the shirt collar yeah and that's what i was saying about the um trying to sneak it i think that it applies to the shirt collar i think it would be unfair if it applied to like a jacket collar or something because they come in all different shapes and sizes but with the shirt it's one set spot on your neck and it's just a lot easier to institute that kind of rule Mm -hmm. the next two points i have were um so like sophomore year in miss abdus theology class we did a thing where we tried to come up with arguments against policies in the MSJ handbook mm-hmm. and these were two of the points that I remembered and I'm going to keep them separate just to get your separate thoughts on both of them. Okay. So the first one, some students tend to thrive more when they have longer hair. What are uh, your thoughts on that? Yeah, that's that's an interesting concept. Um, I, I agree. I think that in certain elements, students thrive more with longer hair because it might give them more confidence or it might boost their like self-esteem even. And that that can be counter-argued by the fact that, I don't know, I guess because we like, if we go to an all-boys school, there's really yeah. no one to like, press. But there's just like, and I understand that there's a certain confidence in having your hair the way you want it. And just being able to have it the way you want can give you a real self-confidence boost and mm-hmm. it can improve the way you do in school. And then the other point that was made was some students don't want to have the same hair that everyone else does, and they want to express themselves in the way that they want to, that being their hair. So it doesn't even have to be long, like maybe like dyed, mm-hmm. or maybe um, like not like the classic army cut, or um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I forgot about the whole dyed part. That's <laughs> that's definitely against the handbook too. Um, I think that the schools justified to an extent with as far as guys go and expressing yourself because when it comes down to it msj is a pretty strict school and going into it you know that and obviously a lot of things can happen in the four years you're here mm-hmm. things to yourself that make you want to express yourself a little bit more but i think that the school is more justified in this than the other yeah and um, not even from that um that project from sophomore year i've heard people say that they don't like that MSJ gives you like a limited choice of hairstyles. Is that true? Do they? <clears throat> well, like that? that maybe not the right way to put it, but like uh-huh. there's a certain amount of things you can do with your hair mm-hmm. to yeah. to keep it true to the policy. Yeah. No, I think that I certainly think that the school could be looser with that rule. I think that there are certainly exceptions <clears throat> that can be made, hairstyles and things like that. Like I don't know. My the first example that comes to my head is like a mohawk. Oh. I, I don't know. I don't know how that would go over with yeah. the school. Well, because that's like the most extreme thing you can think. Yeah, of. Yeah, no, that that's the very most extreme case. And even now, I'm thinking that there could be maybe even a little bit of leeway with that. And that being the most extreme case, and thinking that makes me think that lesser, like lesser extremes, 
could be let in as like part of the pair yeah. policy. And then again, since you're a senior, this isn't going to matter this year. But have you had any instances where you've had to like shape your hair a different way to get a pass and not have any teachers notice? Um, you know, not to my knowledge, but I wouldn't be surprised if there was a time or two in my high school career where I had hair that was like maybe maybe down to my collar or maybe below my eyebrows. But the way I part my hair, it just naturally goes to the side. Yeah. So it the eyebrows was never really a concern. But I guess inadvertently, yes, I have. And I know, like, my family always makes fun of this. They always, like, my hair, like, always stays up. I don't know mm-hmm. why. Yeah. But I don't know why. But then what are some elements that you think make the policy unfair for students, um, if any? I think that the school should give a little bit more breathing room for um, choice. Choice, yeah, choice with hairstyles, like we were talking about just a little bit ago. There, there can definitely be certain hairstyles that might not be allowed right now that they should be. Mm-hmm. And also, um, just the idea of students thriving with different hairstyles is another factor to go into that. So I yeah. think that there could definitely be some more breathing room as far as that goes. And then, I don't know if this is an actual rule or not, but are we allowed to have, you may not know this, are we allowed to have our hair, like if I have brown hair and I wanted blonde hair, could I dye it blonde? Because um, like, blonde is technically a natural yeah. color. No, I would assume so. I would <laughs> assume that the school has maybe a set, like, color code <laughs> to your hair, which sounds really weird, but yeah, I wouldn't see a problem with that if, you're, if you turned your hair blonde, <laughs> if you had brown hair. But I'm not sure. And then I remember one of my friends back in, like, eighth grade, when this wasn't allowed, he highlighted, like, the ends of his hair. Mm-hmm. So would highlights be allowed? Because, like, um, it's not technically dying, but it is, like, changing your, like, a slight portion of your hair. Um, From a student perspective, I would say that that should be allowed. But <laughs> I do want to say that I think that the school wouldn't like that. Yeah. Um. I think that they should, though. I think that that's something where you can give a little bit of leeway. Okay. And then the last thing I had was, if you could change anything about the policy, what would it be? Or if you would not make any changes, why wouldn't you? Um, you know, for the most part, and I've criticized it a lot, but for the most part, I think it's okay. I think that what I would maybe change is uh, less... So I think, honestly, I don't think that there's too much of a problem with the rule set. I think that there's a problem more so with the way that they institute the rules. Yeah. And I think that on many instances, I've witnessed my fellow students get, like, taken to the side of the hallway or something with their hair. And I look at it and I'm like, that hair looks fine to me. But I think that the school might try to institute, like, a military, like, hair needs to be this certain way. But... I think that as long as your hair isn't too far below your collar, like as long as it's not like touching like your actual shirt, yeah, that's okay. And as long as it's not like I said earlier, a mohawk or like yeah, I, like anything else, I think is pretty okay. Now this this thought just slipped my mind. Do you think that since you haven't had a problem with the hair policy, like your hair is just like you like it the way it is? Mm-hmm. Do you think you wouldn't change it because you wouldn't be affected? And would other people, like, people with hair that, like, go to the collar or pass their ears, mm-hmm. do you think they'd be tempted to... Argue that. Yeah, and, like, protest slightly for a change. Yeah, and 
now that you say that, I'm, I'm inclined to say that maybe if I was affected by the policy more, I would be more fighting against the policy. But it again, it depends on what I'm viol I'm getting violated for, or like yeah. what the violation is for. If I have like hair that's slightly below my collar or slightly like covering my ears, then yes, I would probably say that I want to change that. And I would say that now that I'm thinking about it, that I think they might be a little bit too strict when it comes to the collar and ear rule, mm -hmm. and maybe even the eyebrow rule. But um, no, I agree. I think that if I were affected by it, I'd want to fight it a little yeah. bit more. And then this is just my personal opinion, but I feel like our hair should be limited to like it can't be like below our shoulders even like I don't mind the fact that like it can't go like below your eyebrows but I think below the collar and below the ears is a little bit over the top yeah so no, I think I think that student uniqueness is something the school should certainly thrive for mm -hmm. and I think that their hair policy and other policies along with that might violate our uniqueness and like who we are as people yeah, because I remember a couple weeks ago when I did the jacket policy, mm -hmm. there were instances where Miss I did it with Miss Abdo, and we mm -hmm. talked about like student uniqueness and like this is some this is like a way we like to express ourselves. Like if you're a part of the hockey team, then you'd want to wear a hockey jacket, but you can't wear that. Yeah. And then hair obviously is another big component, mm -hmm. so that was just another thing I wanted to touch up on. Yeah, it's in part of series. it's part of your identity. I mean, it's it goes directly like it correlates with who you are mm -hmm. and a school tries to limit that too much I think the problems rise but yeah I think after we've said those couple of things I think I'd maybe change my answer to wanting to ease up on the rule mm -hmm. because I definitely think that the school should want all students to be able to express themselves and be their unique self and I think that where we stand right now might limit it a little bit. Alright. Well, that's all I had, so thanks for coming. Bye-bye. Alright, now we're moving into the teacher portion of the podcast, and our teacher guest today is Mr. Harris. Hey, Mr. Harris. Hello, Andrew. What we got? So, first thing we got, to your best knowledge, of course, give me a quick summary of the hair policy. Okay. Um, from what I understand, um, the hair can't be below the ears, um, and that it can't go past the collar, um, and there can be no um, bizarre haircuts, um, and that's kind of my understanding of what the policy is. Yeah, I may be wrong in saying this, but I've heard that it also can't go below your eyebrows. Is that true? You know, I would think that that would be true. I don't know positively, but I would, I would think that would be a reasonable thing to include, sure. All right. So how well do you think students abide by this policy? Well, you know, it's kind of tough to answer that question now because we're in a, an incredibly unusual situation where a, a number of students are at home. And so therefore, you know, the enforcement of that policy um, becomes kind of moot, right? Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, I, I think generally that <laughs> students adhere to it and that if they're advised that they're not in compliance, that, you know, they go ahead and, and um, get in compliance with the hair policy, generally speaking. Mm -hmm. Now, I don't know if this is what you were talking about, but in terms of, like, 
what you've seen uh, when students like were in school like for, for example last year in junior year how often do you see other students purposefully or not purposefully trying to break this policy well i mean i think it's um been a situation that's been ongoing you know ever since i've been here and even as a student um and i would say that um students traditionally try to push the edge of the boundaries of most things mm -hmm. right so um i think that for me there's been a cycle of things right where you know long hair was in and it wasn't and you had the mullet you know which kind of you know violates the rule on the back but is okay up front and i think students teenagers generally are going to see where the boundary is okay and they're going to go to it and then if no one corrects them then they'll keep going you know i i can't speak to um the percentages okay because you know i'm kind of limited up here on this floor I teach primarily seniors, and so if any group was going to be challenging the rules, it would probably be the seniors. Mm -hmm. And you know, my experience is that you know they will violate the policy, but if they're told that they're in violation of it, then they'll address it, and they may address it right to the letter, right? So it's, they'll get right to where the ear is, or right to where the eyebrow is, but. You know, generally speaking, you know, students are in compliance, I think, most of the time. And you mentioned the fact that it used to be, like, a mullet and some other things like that. So what was the hair policy like when you first started teaching here? Because I know you've been teaching here for a while, and it's changed over the years. So how much has it changed? Okay. Um, I mean, the policy has generally been the same, okay? Hmm. But the tolerance of things has changed. Okay, if you go back... And, and you go into the, the set of photographs of graduating classes throughout the year that is in Riken Hall, right? You'll see, for example, when I was a student here, students with extremely long hair, and it was permitted because that was kind of the times, okay? And I think the brothers in the school have tried to adjust based on the times. For example, it used to be it wasn't permitted that African-American students in particular were not allowed to have braids or twists, right? Yeah. But after taking a look at it, the school decided to remove that restriction from the rules because they recognized that, you know, it is something that um, can be neat and achieves the goal of neatness. And so therefore, that particular rule was taken out and you know I think generally speaking we do a pretty good job of adjusting as times have changed mm -hmm. and you mentioned the fact that the tolerance has changed and not so much the policy do you think some teachers have a higher tolerance than others when it comes to this policy I think that that's true across the board not just hair policy but other policies as well right you're gonna get a variance in teachers you know, enforcement of things. Some teachers don't really care that much, and other teachers are going to be much more strict and by the book. And I can see where that gets frustrating from the student perspective, 
because in one class everything's fine and they walk you know down one flight of stairs and all of a sudden it's not you know and so that consistency i can see is being frustrating from a student perspective but having said that you know i think students also know the teachers and know their level of tolerance and adjust accordingly you know yeah. you know for example on this third floor at st joseph hall right most of the teachers on this floor right stand outside their classroom in between classes and you know when students round the corner they know that the teachers on this floor are going to point out things that they need to do right tuck your shirt in take those earbuds out whatever the case may be so you know when you turn that corner onto the third floor of st joseph hall that you probably are going to be called out on certain things whereas you enter different parts and it's and it's not the same so you know that's part of being a student too mm-hmm. you know know where you are and know what's happening yeah and so I thought this would be interesting. Sophomore year, I, I did a project with Ms. Abdo where we went through the handbook and found policies that we thought could be changed or altered. And one of them was the hair policy. And I wanted to bring up some points that were made, and I just want to get your thoughts on this. So the first one is some students tend to thrive more when they have longer hair. You know, I have a hard time believing that there's a correlation between the two. I think what that might be an example of is, is students maybe achieve better when they feel more relaxed and more confident, you know, and for them, you know, being able to keep their hair longer gives them more confidence in their appearance, which translates into their academic performance. Mm-hmm. So I don't necessarily think it's a matter of long hair. I think it's a matter of, of confidence in how you look and that confidence translates into academic success. And then the other point was some students don't want to have the same hair that everyone else does, and they want to express themselves in the way that they want to. Well, I I can understand that conceptually, right? That some students don't like conformity, okay? And for them is a way to express um, their resistance to authority. And while I understand that and understand that, you know, your hairstyle and things of that nature, at least I used to understand it, um, you know, it is a way to, to express yourself. I understand that. But you also have to understand that, you know, um, this school has certain things that set us apart from other schools, particularly public schools. And one of those things that sets us apart is a enforcement of a neat and professional appearance. Now, you know, even that concept has undergone change. I mean, if you take a look at the polos, these polo shirts have not been around for all that long in, you know, in the big picture. But it was a reflection of how what it means to be dressed professionally has changed, okay? that it used to be a shirt and tie or a coat, a sport coat, shirt and tie reflected business apparel. But if you take a look around today, right, for example, in my neighborhood, there's a lot of young professionals, okay? And very few of them wear ties to work, okay? And that's just the nature of the changing workplace. And so because 
what it means to be professionally dressed has changed. I think the school has recognized that and has met it halfway with our polo policy, right? A lot of these guys that go to work, you know, are in khakis and a button down, but no tie. Okay. And that's seen as pretty acceptable in the workplace. And so if our objective is to design a dress code and policy to, to reflect professionalism, I think that that change will be reflected here as well. Mm -hmm. And then I didn't have this in my notes, but I thought it'd be interesting to ask, have there been any instances where you've seen just absolutely ridiculous hair, like not even close to following the guidelines? Yeah, I mean, it, it usually happens at the front end of the year, right? Where, where kids are coming off the summer um, and you'll see some kid rolling through here with a mohawk or, you know, something like that, designs in his hair and, and those kind of things. So I have seen kids that roll on the campus in their summer look, right? But, you know, they're obviously told that they need to adjust because now they're in school, right? But, yeah, I've seen that more, more often than not front end of the year. And then the last thing I have is if you if you had the power to change anything about the policy, what would it be? Or if you wouldn't make any changes, why wouldn't you? Okay. I think right now I wouldn't make any changes simply because it's it's a pretty subjective thing. And I think we need to trust the judgment of those that are making the rules, okay? And that those that are enforcing the rules, okay? Mm -hmm. And um Right now, I wouldn't make any physical changes to the rule book as it relates to the hair policy, but maybe just kind of a heads up, you know, on to some of the teachers that are pretty extreme in their enforcement, right, to maybe go to them and say, hey, you might want to lighten up a little bit, you know, and that's what I would recommend, not necessarily a physical change to the rule itself. All right. Well, that's all I have, so thanks for coming on. Really appreciate it. Okay, you're welcome, Andrew. Good luck. All right, thank you.